Hello, welcome back to my podcast episode. I don't know what episode I'm up to now, um, but I'm just going to continue on talking. Today I'm just going to talk about more about where I'm at now and just um, all the things that I have to do that to keep myself in the best place that I can be. Um, this is completely unscripted, so I just sort of say what comes to my mind. So that's why I do talk slowly because I'm sort of thinking and processing as I'm as I'm talking. Um, I'll start with saying that it is not easy. This is not an easy journey, even though I'm at a really, really good, the best place I've ever been in my life. It's still very, very hard. And I don't think it's ever not going to be hard. I can't see how that can be because there's just too much loss and too much grief that is just um, there, that things can't ever be fixed. I realise that and things are never going to be what I wanted them to be in the past and in the future. It's not going to suddenly all become great. It's just going to... Um, actually, I know my future's going to get harder because... My mum is in her 80s now and um, so there's going to obviously be that journey of when she does health deteriorate and ends up passing away. I don't know when that's going to be. Her mum and her mum before her lived in that well into their 90s so it could be a while yet, I don't know. Um, but so there will be that and, and there's just the continual loss of all the relationships with my siblings and um, their families, that's just never going to change. So it's not going to be easy. There's going to be still a lot of difficult situations that I'm going to find in the future. So I feel tired just thinking about that. Um, So I can't emphasise enough how much sadness I feel about everything. I wish with all my heart that things were different and that I was part of a happy, loving family, but that's not the case. I have to remind myself that it's not my doing and it's just, it's constant work. It's just constant work. So I have to constantly be reminding myself of all of these facts So not my doing, I did not create the situations for how they are and I have to be very selfish in just looking after myself and meeting my own needs in this awful journey. And because I'm generally not a person like that, I'm a very soft person and a caring person and I do actually always think about other people. So that's not in my nature to be that way at all. But that's what I have to do in this situation. And I have to continually remind myself that that's what I have to do because I still, I say carry and I I do carry. I know I am allowing myself to carry and I know I've read all this stuff to say just don't, but I do carry a lot of guilt. Um, So there's that sadness and there's a lot of guilt. I do feel bad. I re-listened to the podcast that I've done just telling my story and talking about 
behaviors of my mum in different situations and what she was like and I feel really bad I feel bad about talking about her like that um I feel awful but at the same time these really full-on intense situations did happen and they would be happening right now if I put myself in the place for them to happen so um that is again out of my control and talking about it is incredibly therapeutic for me so doing these podcasts is actually really really helping me talking about it but then I re-listen and I re-listen and I go holy crap that actually sounds really bad even worse than what it was in my mind when I listened to it all sort of spoken out and I also have a real um, empathy for myself I guess just re-listening to it and just go you know in my head I go oh sweetheart bless you so many times I just needed someone to hug me and say you are such a good girl I just needed that um I still need that I still crave that I don't I'll never stop craving wishing I had got that from my mum and my dad but he just wasn't even it's not even in the equation because he was just so absent um but I'll never stop craving that and that kind of sounds ridiculous because I'm in my 50s now um but when you didn't get it you didn't get it and that's just a fact so you do always have that I keep referring to it as a whole there's just this whole that should have been filled there's certain things that a child to raise a healthy child needs in their development and there was so much that I didn't get so I sort of grew into an adult with all these holes in me and some of them have been filled to a point like I've said I've got a beautiful beautiful husband who's just incredibly safe person and just constantly has our entire life together built me up and tells me he loves me every day and I'm beautiful and just constantly praises me for a long long time I didn't even hear that he would just say the words but I I just had such a strong message in my brain no you're not it didn't even penetrate um I have learnt to allow it to now and you know allow his words to have an impact but um there's I don't know if it sounds silly or pathetic or what but basically you want to hear those words from your parents (laughs) that's just pretty much how it is you would have um you really would have liked to have heard it from them and I still do um but that's just not going to happen and I realize that I'm not dumb enough to still hold hold out a torch for that hoping that might come um one of the things that I really really struggle with is my siblings I come to terms now with how my mum is and I have full understanding. I've got all of that explained in my head from all the research I've done on that sort of behaviour with that personality disorder. Um, But I can't come to terms with my siblings. And I've said before, I'm one of five 
and they all have partners that have been long-term partners so they've all been in the family for a very long time and everyone now has adult children and that is I'm stuck on that I really am stuck on that because I just cannot understand how come not one not not even one of them has ever seen it um or been there for me well they're not going to be there for me when they don't see it so I just do not understand that and I have often had not nice messages from all of them pretty much just compounding the messages I get from my mum and that's probably the most painful it really is and even today I still would love to have something from one of them I'd love one of them to contact me and say hey we get it we're really really sorry I don't know I don't know what I want but I don't accept the fact that they've just they haven't just stood around and allowed it all but they've contributed themselves and I just don't understand that so that's a huge sadness there um, which will just continue on and I don't know what all their behaviours will be like when it does come to the time of our mum passing. That actually really scares me because I know I will go through some hectic stuff there. Um, no doubt I will get more blame and all of those things, especially when I'm not obviously going to be there during those times. I've already been accused of elderly abuse and all of those sort of things. And I can't take that stuff. I just can't. I'm not strong enough because I am genuinely a really good person. And I don't want to be in this spot. I do not want to be. I kind of got put in this box by the mother and then sort of they all added tape to the box and they've all just got me stuck there and I don't want to be there. I don't. Um, I don't know. I might just get off that because it's sounding really depressing and just talk more about all the strategies that I have to do just to keep myself up. And I have said before, I am not okay. I am definitely not okay. I'm never going to say hey, I've worked through all this, I've done all the work and I'm just tip-top now, fixed it all, everything's fine. It's not. I have to work every single day really, really hard to keep myself upright. It's really, really easy for me to fall down, very easy. I have a lot of post-traumatic stress and I don't say that lightly because everyone seems to be pulling on that these days. It does amuse me because I've been dealing with psychological stuff and all this stuff for so many years and back when there was zero awareness and now there's so much awareness and everything that everyone's grabbed the terms and everyone's talking about gaslighting and toxic people and all of those things it makes me laugh because you just can't help but think are these people really talking about the real deal because seriously and post-traumatic stress is another one and that always is just straight away likened to someone who's been to war and what they um deal with with post-traumatic stress 
so it's hard to bring it back into a context of a situation like mine but I have only very recently in the last year maybe a couple of years identified that I have a really serious case of it and um, that is because of just so many confronting situations and conflicts and unsafe situations and horrible things said to me, rage events with my mum. Um, so no, I wasn't physically harmed. I will definitely emphasise that I wasn't, but I was very, very much verbally and emotionally. And um, I have a huge amount of effects from that. Um, I have said before, like phone calls, I actually get that much anxiety at being on the phone. I will not answer a phone call if I don't know who it is. And even if I can recognise the caller, unless I consider them a safe person and I know that their phone call is going to be a safe phone call, I won't answer. So I'm saying that now, if any of you know me, don't bother calling me unless, you know, you know that I know you're a safe person because I will not answer. Um, I can't, couldn't, never possibly count the amount of horrible phone calls that I've had with my mother and I, I don't know probably other family members but that has left me with that effect I will not answer the phone and I even just making a phone call I'm shocking I'm shocking if I have to um call the bank or just anyone I'm just like <gasps> straight away huge anxiety which is ridiculous but that's how I feel that's my instant reaction um and I have to, I have to confront that because sometimes I do obviously need to make a phone call. Uh, I've also said before I run a little business. I've got a little gift box business that I run that's fairly successful. But I, it's I've got it set up perfectly for me because it's um, it's through Etsy. So I've got a little Etsy store. And people simply find me and place an order. So I don't have much contact and communication with people I do get messages a little bit but not too much and occasionally I'll get someone and they'll want something really specific and then they'll give me their phone number can you call me to discuss it and I'm just like no sorry I can't call you that's just that's not gonna happen and I will do that with anything relating to my business if it might be a man from the post office wanting to contact me about discussing better rates or something, I'll just email me, don't call me. Whoever you are, email me, don't call me. And I'm pretty much like that with everything. Send me a text first so that I know what you're wanting and then I will respond from there. But don't just call me because I won't take it. Um, so that's just one little example, but there's heaps and heaps. I have huge... Um, issues with authority figures. I've always had that from the beginning of my working career. Massive, massive fear of authority figures. Um, that has helped me a lot in the last several years. I've got a beautiful boss who's a very good friend of mine and she's just helped me heal in that area because she's a very safe person to me. Couldn't be more safe and 
um, never had any form of confrontation or difficult situation with her. So that's definitely helped me with that area. But anyone else in an, an authority position, I have this incredible fear for and I will avoid them in every way that I possibly can, which is stupid again. I'm middle-aged. I shouldn't be doing that, but I am. That's where I'm at. Um, bringing it back to like examples of post-traumatic stress, I will get, um, I've, I've learned to observe my reactions and responses in any sort of difficult situation and it can be, it can be minor, definitely, but um, I will initially go into this panic. My body, like just things that happen in my body is huge anxiety, stomach knotted up and I feel sick and um, heart racing and uh, I just want to run and just this incredible sense of fear that will come over me, enormous sense of fear. Um, and there's lots and lots of things like that. So I don't know if I'm describing it accurate, accurately, but I'm very, very aware that that's an after effect and demonstrations of PTSD. So I have to be very aware of that and navigate it any time a situation that arises. And when I'm talking about situations, I'm talking about everyday stuff. And this is where this all really pisses me off because... I have so much after effect from all that shit that I have to navigate my every single day, every life, every my life every day, every single day, um, carefully. Almost like treading on a minefield because you don't want to trigger me in just a small way that might send me spinning off again. And I hate that. I really hate that. But it will happen from time to time in my workplace. Um, one thing I found incredibly difficult, and I've spoken before about it, um, I am a nurse, and we come across so many different family types, so you, you're not only working with lots of staff and different staff every day, but coming across so many different families. So I work with children, so I'm always dealing with the families of the children, and um, I, I'll just say I work in a children's very busy, huge public hospital, busy children's day unit. So we can get 50 kids a day through our little unit, which is um, not little unit, it's a big unit, which 50 kids means 50 families. And so often, not often, sometimes, every now and then, I will encounter someone who is very clearly a very dangerous narcissist. And I can bought them straight away very often it'll be a grandmother and you've got this little child that's been admitted to my ward and he's just had this procedure done or something and then there is this incredibly frightening grandmother there or it might be the mother and I feel like they can spot me I honestly do and they'll just go straight for me and it's like I've got it written on my forehead target Honestly, I'm not kidding. And I just crumble, absolutely crumble. I cannot be physically around those people. And everything in me just crumbles. And I just have to get away from that person. And that's really difficult because I then have to 
somehow explain to the team leader why I can't look after bed 14 without going into too much detail to make myself sound like a complete nutcase. But I cannot be near that person in bed 14. I just can't. Their energy is so overpowering. Like, I, ho I really do hope someone listens and can relate to this because it's a very, very real thing. It, it's just like this spiritual presence that is just there. Um, so that's one example that I have to be so careful to not come across these people because they terrify me. They literally absolutely terrify me. Um, so just moving on to, I just, every day, every single day, I have to do all my little tricks and tools to keep myself upright. And like I said, it's very, very easy for me to fall down. So I have to make sure every single day I do all the right things to keep myself in a healthy headspace. So I have my little prayer time, I've got my little um, prayer journal that I start my day off with. I get up at like four in the morning, have my, make my cup of tea and sit down and um, I love doing that. It's a beautiful, a beautiful start to my day. And I just pray for protection over myself and over my family and my home and all those sort of things. So then I have that little comfort that all that's taken care of. Um, and just all the other basic things. I try to make sure I have some outside time, spend some time out in nature, in the sunshine especially. It doesn't matter if it's not sunshine. I love it just as much on a cold, wind, windy day that's cloudy. But I really try and get a little bit of time outside, lie in the sun for a bit. I love just diving in the pool. I really believe um, if you know anything about auras, clear, cleansing your aura, clearing your aura, just water is a really great tool for doing that. And that's why surfers are so chilled and relaxed because they're out surfing and all the elements. They've got the sun and the sea and the wind the rain maybe but all that water and that seawater especially is just so cleansing so just diving into the pool every day is very therapeutic to me so i try and do that whenever i can um i love my yoga i don't do it every day but i definitely try when i can and do it as much as i can um and just m maintaining my relationships so just staying connected with my own immediate family members as much as I can, keeping the peace. If they're pissing me off for something, just navigating how to talk about it if it needs to be talked about or just letting it go if it doesn't need to be talked about. So I do my best to keep peace with our relationships. We don't pretend everything's fine when it's not fine. We will definitely talk about things but I talk absolutely everything out with my husband as I've said he's very very he's my safe person so every little or big issue that I have going on I will talk it out with him I'll always get his take on it run it past him and when it comes to our kids we're finding at the moment they're young adults is constantly issues not massive ones just little things and um, so we talk about it together. We, we're going through this together. We talk about it together. Um, we're just talking a little bit more about that. So we are both finding it very hard because they are, have become young adults. 
three of them still live at home and we're finding it a very tricky transition time because you've poured your heart and soul into them for so many years and then now they're separating from you you don't always like their decisions they may not be around as much as you'd like and just a whole heap of stuff comes into it we don't feel needed anymore all of that thing and I'm just so very mindful of that because that's when my mum just turned into a monster when I got to this age and this stage so I'm really quite scared here I guess you could say because um, I'm sort of back in my mind am I turning into my mother all the same feelings are there um, they're not spending enough time with me, they're not doing enough for me, I wish I got a bit more from them, then we just do everything for them, give them everything, when they don't do anything back, all the stuff that I copped it from my mum. So my husband and I have talked a huge amount about all of this and the conclusion I've come to is all of those feelings are normal. It's completely normal to feel like that at this stage of your children, especially when you were such involved parents that we were. Um, but it's what you do then. So it's what we then do with those feelings. And for my mum, it would be when she did see me, I would just cop it, absolutely cop it, and she'd just be horrible to me. Um, so if one of our boys had been away for a few days and then they've turned up and we're feeling a bit cranky with them that, you know, they haven't done this or that or whatever, and it can also just be little things, not folding the washing and just tidying up enough and stuff. Um, we don't unleash on them. We don't. We love them. We're happy to see them. We make them feel loved. We give them unconditional love. If something does need to be said, we'll say it, but we'll make sure we're prepared to say it in the best way possible. Um, and we don't unleash on them. And that's that's the total key here. That's what my mum did. We may be experiencing the same feelings that she did and I acknowledge that she felt the way she did, but the way she um, then dealt with it was very, very wrong, very, very damaging. And that is what we are smart enough to know not to do. So that is the complete um, change I get I can't think of the right word but that makes all the difference what you do with it um so that's one of my biggest helps is my husband and just talking everything out with him all the time and um staying away from family members is just become essential it's not a choice it's essential um so I just have to keep putting strategies and we seem to have a lot of different Facebook conversation groups. So I might have left one, but one other one will pop up and I think, oh crap, I didn't know that was there. Um, and I can very, very quickly and easily get sucked into that vortex. Whatever someone has said is going to trigger me and piss me off. And I want to respond and I want to rant and I want to tell them off and I want to just go at them. A very good example of that is very recently. Um, my oldest brother, he was in ministry many years ago, but he had a burnout and got out of it and he was doing it in a little country town. 
and he sent out a message to all of us siblings saying that he's going to take that up again. He's been invited to go back to that little country town and start being a minister again. And so I sort of read that and thought, okay, sure, great. Um, and I know he has always been treated very badly by our mother as well. And I know he's not faced it, but he has pretty hectic issues with that. Um, he would love to have her approval and he's always been a good person and it's all the same kind of thing. She heaps praise and support on the golden son-in-law who's a minister, but this particular son has never done it right and got her support. So I feel very sad for him. And I know that um, he's in his 60s now, but he would very much love to get that from her. Um, but anyway, then another sibling popped in the next day and said they had um, had a phone call with their mother and she was really not nice and very unsupportive of this move that he's making and had nothing nice to say about it. And then she just straight away switched the conversation back around on the golden son-in-law and daughter and all the ministry things they do and how wonderful they are and etc etc and that's just the conversation that I've had a zillion times in relation to me with her. Um, so it's very classic and I was quite pleased to read that because it just validated me because I'm not in contact with her anymore that she's still very much doing the same behaviour. Because you can start to forget, you really can, and you can start to think maybe it wasn't that bad, maybe I overreacted, maybe she'll be better, maybe I should try again, maybe she'll be nice this time, maybe she'll like me this time, maybe she'll treat me really nicely this time. All of those thoughts happen all the time, so you've, they're part of the work you have to do constantly, go, just stop, it's not going to be any different. So it was good to read that and see, yeah, she's still not the same. Um, and I felt really angry when I read that. I felt really sad that she's doing that. And then I felt angry. And at first I thought it was funny. I thought, oh, this is hilarious. This is still happening. And then I got angry and then I felt sad. And I wanted to just jump on and type away all this stuff and tell them what I thought about it all and just that I held off and held off and held off. And then about a week later, I thought, no, I am just going to say something because this is just madness and it's not right. It's not fair. So I did say something and um, I just said, you know, this crazy circus will stop when everyone, or dance will stop when everyone stops dancing. And, you know, it's just not nice that she's like this and whatever. And of course, I got zero response from any of them, absolutely zero. Not one of them responded or acknowledged. The only response that I got was this particular brother just said, today would have been our grandmother's 125th birthday, something like that. And I'm like, seriously? I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to defend you here. I'm trying to, like, they just don't want to look at it. They So that obviously really annoyed me straight away but I was like no I've got to get out of here do not try this again you've tried this that many times to open up with them conversations I poured my heart and soul out told them bits of you know my story and where I've been and all of that nothing and this is like a week or two ago still nothing so I need to get out um so that's a pretty good example of what not to do. Don't be in there with them. Don't go there. Don't um, 
don't, just don't. You just can't. Um, I'm doing this in the sauna again and it's gotten really hot so I'm just going to go sit outside in the sunshine where I say I like to sit every day and then I'll go jump in the pool because that will be nice after having a sauna. Um, I'm just going to think of anything else that I might want to say here before I finish up. Um, so yeah, I guess my point of today's little chat is um, just that I have to have all these things put in place to protect myself every day. I have to have all these little things that I have to do every day to keep myself in a good headspace and mentally well. Um, and if I don't, if I don't do the work every single day, I will fall down. It's just a guarantee. I'm not strong enough. My emotions are weak. Um, coming back to the PTSD part of it, that's what I've become extremely aware of, that my emotions have become much weaker. So what would have um, a situation that might have happened years ago, I might have had a bit more resilience, but straight away now my emotions will just collapse and harder to get them back in order. I've become very aware of that, which has made it just that much more important to avoid any situation that will um, cause me grief, I guess. Um, and then there's just the, all the other basic things, like just looking after yourself, just living a good lifestyle, not, you know, eating well, trying to get some exercise in, not drinking too much. I do like my wine. I'm not going to stop drinking my wine, but I do it in moderation, obviously. Um, there are other things that you can very easily do. Addictions are a huge part of um, someone coming off the back end of this kind of abuse. Uh, so I've got to be very careful not to get myself there. And it's, it is just constant work. So I do emphasise it's not easy. It's not like, okay, well, I've done that. I can shut up that folder and I'm all good now. I can just go skip off into the sunset and not give it a second thought. It's not like that and it's never going to be like that. I have to be constantly working hard every day to keep myself upright with all the tools that I've learnt to apply and keeping my environment and my relationships and everything as optimal as I possibly can and that's also my workplace. I um, have to have my work balance just right. I got very unbalanced with my nursing and was working full-time and just grew to absolutely hate it. It was not serving me at all. I hated the long shifts. I hated being stuck inside in a big windowless air-conditioned building, um, missing whole days, no sunshine, no, no nice sitting outside for days and days at a time. Um, didn't like being around a lot of those people. They're a very different mindset to me. I'm very much into natural therapies and they're all very medically minded. I don't like the way institutions operate. You're like a robot. You have to just do everything. You're just a number. You do everything by the book. You can't have a voice or question anything or you just do what you're told. Easy to get in trouble in those workplaces. Um, 
and I grew to hate all of those things and probably heaps more if I was to sit here and really think it through. So I had to get myself out of there and that took a few years to put all that in place but I've got there now and um, I've set up my little business and that is just serving everything that I need. Like I can just work from home, my very safe place and I can have nice music on. I love my clothes. Like when you're doing full-time nursing, you don't even get to wear your clothes much because you just spend days and days in your scrubs. So I get to wear my nice clothes, listen to nice music, be around safe people, out in my garden, picking my lavender to put in my gift boxes and all of those things. But I've had to create that and I've had to make that happen and I've got to continue working at that every day to make sure it continues to happen. So none of this is easy. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy. So just anybody that might be in a similar situation that does listen to this, just allow yourself that. Give you a break. Give yourself a break. Give yourself some praise and acknowledgement for the hard work that you've done to come as far as you are. If you are listening to this, you're obviously doing the research and work to um, get there. Just keep going, but allow yourself space to have empathy for yourself for what you've gone through and um, just put all of those other things in place and just surround yourself with safe people. I really hope you have those because they're actually very hard to find. Um, That's another thing I'll add. I have a huge trust issue with people, massive I'm terrified of people, basically, absolutely terrified of people, and that is 100% an effect from this. I am an introverted person, my personality is generally a quiet person, um, but I, associated with all the post-traumatic stress, I have an enormous fear of people, and um, that's a big problem, it's a really big problem. I'm terrified of people. So I have to navigate that. I'm quite social phobic, um, but I'm not like in a really bad way, obviously. And my husband's not a huge people person either. So we'll, we just laugh about it now. You know, if we've got an invite to a party, we'll show up, we'll get a photo and, you know, we'll talk to the people we need to talk to, but we allow ourselves to leave. We're not going, we're never the ones to stay to the end and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I just allow myself that it's okay to be like that and it's okay. It's all okay. you just got to work with yourself and what you can and just give space for yourself. <laughs> I'm going to leave it there. So thank you very much again if you do listen to this.